Welcome to the Oxygen Mass Podcast. If you are here as a parent or caregiver, educator or grandparent, we are glad to have you listening. This program is geared for the autism parent, but we welcome and invite all who are drawn to be here with us. I'm Tara and I'm your co-host along with my partner, Beth. The title of this podcast, The Oxygen Mask, is based on a metaphor. Just as you are instructed on an airplane to put on your own mask before helping others, we believe we need to practice helping ourselves as parents so we can best help our children. Hi, I'm Beth. At the beginning of each episode, we'll turn that metaphor, that symbol of an oxygen mask, into a concrete practice, pausing a few minutes each day to quiet our busy minds and breathe into our bellies provides a surge of stress-reducing neurochemicals. With practice over time, we actually build pathways in our brains that help reduce our stress response. So even if you hit play on this podcast about to enter multitasking mode, please take a moment of pause for yourself. Let's begin. Close your eyes softly and bring your attention to your feet as they contact the surface beneath them, rooting you to this moment. Roll your shoulders back. Let them settle in a strong, relaxed posture. Take a belly breath in through your nose. Feel the sensation of air in your nostrils, in the back of your throat. Exhale slowly. Notice your chest fall and your belly soften. Draw another deep breath into your belly. Envision the cool air swirling up across your forehead. Exhale, picturing the warm air going down the back of your neck and over your shoulders. Bring your attention to your face, your temples, your jaw. Take a final cleansing breath in. At the top of your in-breath, Bend your elbows and softly place your hands on your hips. Exhale slowly, perhaps letting a smile curl the corners of your mouth. Hold this posture for a few seconds as you open your eyes. Again, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. We have episode nine for you today. And episode nine, we've decided to talk about the holidays since they're fast approaching. Um, and the holidays are a lot. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but a lot of, in a lot of ways it's taxing too. Um, and so imagine if it's a lot for us as parents, it's even that much more so for our kids. And so we wanted to kind of talk about that today and what, you know, what the holidays look like for you. So Beth, what do the holidays look like for you? Hmm. Okay, so we have deeply immersive holidays where we drive hours and hours to get to whichever family we're spending the holiday with. Um, so we just wrapped up with my family and we'll head to my husband's family for um, Christmas in a few weeks. So um, that means when we show up, we are staying in someone's house or in a hotel and we're sort of on the move a lot where you know, mm. where's my stuff? Where did I put my, yeah. you know, is it still in the car or is it in the hotel room? So just a lot of, um, yeah, we're, we're sort of going with the flow of activities and trying to keep track of ourselves and our belongings. And yeah, so you're together a lot, but on the move. Right, which, and sometimes sharing bunk bedrooms, like yeah. the cousins and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, ours is, uh, well, my kids are a little older. I have, you know, a 20-year-old, 17-year-old, 14-year-old. So when they were younger, it was 
we were mm-hmm. kind of doing the same thing, but it's gotten a little bit easier as they've gotten older. But we spend um, Christmas Eve day is with my side of the family, and it's um, you know kind of an all day event. And uh, Christmas Day, they go with their dad up to their family, and they mm-hmm. spend the night there. Um, and so a long time ago, we had kind of had that division very easily, but we realized that it was a lot, and we didn't really have our own family private time to mm-hmm. celebrate. And so in the last few years, particularly, I just take the day before Christmas Eve um, or two days before at one point when there's a quiet moment and just me and the boys have our own time to have dinner and Mm -hmm. open our presents. And it's very, very, very low key. Mm -hmm. And it's just taken some of that extra, extra off of those two days. So that's what ours looks like. It's a lot of fun. But um, by the end of, you know, day three or four, it's a lot. So Mm -hmm. there's always some the next thing. Yeah. 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 It's like, hurry up. We have to go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it can be a lot for anybody. Mm -hmm. And particularly for those with maybe some stricter ideas of schedules and sensory things um it can be even more so so yeah yeah I think I like your idea of having a family tradition before the yeah kind of craziness it was you know it was (laughs) kind of the calm before the storm and selfishly we set that up I mean I selfishly set that up Mm -hmm. because we were we sometimes brought the presents to my parents house and sometimes Mm -hmm. they went to you know their dad's parents like it was it was always the shuffling of not only luggage but gifts yeah. <laughs> and and they never had time to even sit and enjoy the things that I wanted them to, them to enjoy so mm-hmm. kind of having that night to open our presents a little bit early which mm-hmm. is fun and then mm-hmm. taking the time to be able to play with them and enjoy them and you know experience yeah. them leave them at home if need be and then you know go off to the next thing so it wasn't interfering or getting lost in the chaos of of the Mm -hmm. following days so I really love that we just go out for lunch or dinner at whatever their favorite place is which is usually pizza or wings or Mm -hmm. something but um it's super fun so then you don't have the pressure of the I don't cook yeah I don't clean spread out the work spread out the anticipation yeah yeah so we just do it so that it's something for Mm -hmm. us that's really fun and and yeah Yeah. and it's very it's over like the present opening is over in like 20 minutes but then we just sit around and yeah play with the things and be and yeah cool yeah I might do that this year so I like that yeah well, and I think as we talk about the holidays and um, a lot of us spend it with family or close friends, um, I think this episode might help you if this is, resonates with you. Think ahead a little bit about, um, I've, I've only named this in the last couple of years, uh, struggling through sort mm-hmm. of this tension that I feel when I'm, especially with my own family, and I think it's because... I, I unconsciously sort of fall into the pattern and the role that I have in my family. So um, since childhood, I, I was, I'm always like watchful of other people's needs yeah. and wanting to, um, knowing that, you know, seeing my family, my brother, my sister, my parents is really special. I want everyone to get out of it what they want to get. And so I end up paying mm-hmm. so much attention to what everybody's ideas are, should we make lefts of this year, yeah. or all these, you know, um, Trying to make all the memories, yeah, right? Yeah, all yeah. at once, because yeah. it's concentrated, right? right. We, we, we get to together it goes, once a year, you know? That's what we were talking about before, how we try to do all the things. Right, yeah, and I do that, I get in hyperdrive, and it's, yeah. like, exciting, And but then I realize that I'm looking at my 
own fam, like my nuclear family yeah. and my kids and my husband and like, okay, well, we can't keep up to the pace that everybody else in my kind of family yeah. d- likes and and then I sort of feel almost like disappointed or mm-hmm. like that that there's slowing me down honestly that sounds so selfish but <laughs> but that I you know like no, I want yeah. more freedom or I want more flexibility and then it is it's such it's a, like, like I like what you said line. about that whole pattern of you know what you yeah like your childhood you bring mm-hmm. in these patterns and these memories of how you are supposed to act and then you're trying to incorporate your, you know, grown-up family, your yeah. your family that mm-hmm. you've created into that, and then they, sometimes those expectations yeah. don't mesh, and right. and it's it, it boils down to that, right? The expectations we have for ourselves and other people, and when they don't kind of measure up to that, then it's right. really frustrating. So and it just and it, I kind of feel like I want to move faster, farther, and that stretches everyone, and then I can feel. And I think it yeah. comes down to like in. In mindfulness class, we just wrapped up our first session, um, or the fall session, and we were talking about working with thoughts and the stories that we tell ourselves about Mm -hmm. our circumstances matter, like how we frame things. So the sneaky story that I kind of slip into is... Like my family is my kids and husband, and they're not not up for this. Yeah. So they're you know slowing us down, or they're not you know they're sort of weight or or like an you know but that's not the story that I have in the rest of my life when I'm with them and like I like our pace I like our dynamic right it's just that it suddenly doesn't quite fit the the your your the larger circle right family the the family of origin where you came from right Right. so yeah oh that's so interesting to flip the story and say you know what like we are who we are and that is healthy for us and we don't have to be part of everything we can happily send off a portion of (laughs) right of the crew to do what they want to do and we don't have to have our feet in every endeavor you know yes I think that is hard when you get a a bigger group of people together that do want to make memories together because we Mm -hmm. know how important that is and um you know but it it's a lot because it's a lot to or um to coordinate those expectations like everybody's mm-hmm. kind of got their own idea of how making memories goes right right yeah. um and so I think yes being mindful you can then start to let go of that and I think being mindful of like what story are you telling yourself mm-hmm. and is that really true and then being mindful um of how our children are experiencing mm-hmm. this whole thing too and it's particularly you know our kids with autism and how they cope and what they need to cope yeah. isn't going to be the same as what other people may need and and right. sometimes the way that they cope may be perceived as being difficult by others and you know well, uh, right. let's be honest sometimes families are our own worst critics right mm-hmm. they maybe don't understand and they they see that you know a our child going off to be by themselves means that they don't want to be social. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're just trying to, you know, hang on to their energy and, and mm-hmm. say, uh, conserve that so that they can participate right. in other things. Or maybe they've had too much. So I think we really have to be mindful about allowing our kids to cope however they need to. Mm-hmm. And see it as coping and right. not as being challenging behavior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and protecting that of them mm-hmm. because they may not have the... Um, advocacy skills yet to be able to do that mm-hmm. so you know thinking ahead of time uh, allowing them to be the a selective eater um mm-hmm. during the holidays and plan for that you know I, we had um when our kids were young all three of them were fairly selective and mm-hmm. and my nephews and nieces are still you know everyone's got their favorite thing right mm-hmm. and so to try to 
accommodate that a little bit, at least to have one favorite food for mm-hmm. everybody is something my family tries to do. <laughs> and even my in-laws at the time would always say, okay, we're going to the grocery store. What can we make sure we pick up that yeah, the kids right. like to mm-hmm. eat? Mm-hmm. And I think that was, you know, really kind of them and, and allowing them to be selective eaters, mm-hmm. still encouraging them to try some of the other foods that they maybe haven't, yeah. you know, wouldn't experience. But like, let them be like, mm-hmm. let's, I think the holidays are not really a time to force um, feeding right. issues onto and you people. Know what? So many times, if I find myself like you need to, you need yeah. to have this food. It's often because, if I'm truly honest, it's because I know that other people are watching. Yeah, and that's how it should be, right? right. Like, because I you're trying out. to be the good parent. Right. I'm not just in my own house with my kids here. I'm right. with these other people looking yes. over my shoulder, which they're probably not. But oh, I think you hit that on the head. Like we're trying it's to so be gross. The, the, the the best parent we can be in front of everybody right. else, and sometimes that doesn't always look so shiny so so yeah letting them you know be selective eaters and allowing them to have um the downtime that they might need away from everybody else in Mm -hmm. order for them to be able to participate later so if you Mm -hmm. have gift opening coming up um letting them have time however Mm -hmm. that is if that's running outside if it's screen time if it's you know, um, reading a book or listening to music mm-hmm. or just being, you know, away from everybody for a while so that they can come back right. and be near them. Um, you have to be mindful of what works for your kid. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about this as we were preparing for the show, like for my son, it's really his downtime is being on a screen and, and watching right. videos and having moment alone kind of cocooned up in the bedroom by himself for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't work for everybody. And in fact, even some of my nephews and nieces, they get ramped up from those screen time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the, it's kind of a tricky mm-hmm. balance at our um, Christmas because some of the kids have, you know, restrictions yeah. on screen time right. and some don't and, and it's for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, for us it feels like... The screens just defer whatever angst is mm. bubbling over. It just bubbles over later yeah. after the screen time is done. You sure. Know? So, yeah, we need to really um, go read a book or have just, right. I mean, because we have, we're in a shared living room, dining room area for yeah. most of the day. And it's like, okay, there's people moving around. There's entering, exiting the place and people talking all the time and background noise like that is a lot if you sit in that space all day right it really is I mean especially if you're trying to filter all of that Mm -hmm. out so yeah so I mean kind of recognizing that ahead of time and if you need to you know speak with family members ahead of time about Mm -hmm. what that expectation is like hey we're letting you know him watch a movie for an hour and then he'll come back and you know play with the cousins or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and just know hey we we know that that's what he's doing but this is why and I think that goes Mm -hmm. a long way and kind of diffusing those expectations and with little like we've got kids mid to early elementary um and then my other um, nephews are older but just saying in a matter of fact way like we actually just need some downtime right now and creating kind of like I pictured as like boxing out like taking some space and make room for your kid to to do what they need to do and those boundaries yeah, yeah for sure and then I think another aspect of the holidays that can get there's like a lot of unspoken expectations are is the gift opening event Mm -hmm. right there's Mm -hmm. so many different ways to go about doing it right so do you open them all at once is it that chaotic is it one at a time and you know everybody has their own kind of different tradition with it Mm -hmm. and maybe you've got kids that are not are not able to wait right maybe they have um some issues with that patience or taking turns Mm -hmm. 
or maybe opening all of them at once is just too over stimulating. Yeah. So figure out what or works both at or the both. same time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it can be really chaotic, even for me. Yeah. I prefer like the one at a time thing, but mm-hmm. um, I know some families do like free yeah. for all, right. all at once. Right. Right. It's so. funny. One of one side of my family growing up was free for all, and the other yeah. side was like take turns, look at the person, say thank you, right. and whatever. Well, and yeah. then if you're dealing with multiple yeah. Christmases, like there's right. multiple traditions you know, there. That so. makes me think like that's such a good space for like a social story where you oh, could yeah. just sketch out on a piece of paper like this is how this this is we what, do it right. This, you know, it's going to be oldest to youngest yeah. or whatever, and the kind of create yeah. some order and expectation around it. But. That's a really good idea. So if people mm-hmm. take notes, that's a good idea. Make a social <laughs> story for gift opening because it's crazy, right. right? Or just maybe, you know, if opening multiple gifts is just way too distracting or mm-hmm. they get fixated on the one gift that they've opened and want to mm-hmm. you know, tear it open and play with it, spread it out over the course yeah. of the day or whatever. But think about it ahead of time so that you're not going into it just and setting yourself up for, you know, frustration. And well, the other thing is then you have other adults and kids to negotiate this with. Right. So that, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it gets to be overthinking. But I do remember one night we, I think the kids were pretty little, and we decided to open presents after dinner. And mm-hmm. it was just, they have no resources left for impulse control. <laughs> right. And for, you know, one of them wanted something the other cousin had gotten, and it was just like big yeah. explosions. One wasn't ready to share, and the this other one. too <laughs> late in the day to be able yeah. to handle those things so like, yeah the younger they are the earlier in the day the, yeah what we kind of I think we shifted to that one year too like I yeah. think we recognized that the kids were pretty little and we're like um they're not yeah. they all half of them go to bed at seven eight o'clock you know right. we can't wait till after dinner so right. we've gotten into an afternoon thing too and it, it then there's more time to uh relax and play mm-hmm. and enjoy those gifts without like having to rush off and and uh right you know, that's do the most the impossible thing. it's hard for us to to enjoy that time and yeah. get something new and then just leave it and yeah. go. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think another like theme that I was, I'm noticing like over time, I just want to affirm everybody. It's okay to be the oddball out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in, Again, it's kind of about boundaries and kind of, and you feel like the oddball out only because there are so many unspoken expectations that you right move into, you know, but, um, for us, it was always about like our exercise and sensory needs. It's gotten a little less now as the kids mature, but um, like as most adults are enjoying like that turkey coma mm-hmm. and football or something, right. like um, that is when my kids are like climbing on the on the backs of the chairs sure. and like kind of getting wild. And so for me, I would be that grown up putting on snow pants and snow gear. And we're going outside. Yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, five degrees, we'll go outside for 10 minutes and it's good. But so that has always been the way that I kind of stick out among all the adults. Like, where excuse me, I need to go play with the kids. Yeah, the where everybody else is like, just lay down, we're taking just naps, relax. right? Yeah. yeah. And that, that relaxation of the holidays and the slow mornings of mm-hmm. everybody just kind of rolls out and, and yeah. that doesn't work for us past about 10 30 I mean yeah. and before it was like nine in the yeah. morning where yeah. we needed to move so I don't know it's because the more I I would kind of try to relax and chill and then the kids would get stirred up and start showing those signs of dis- dysregulation and sort of yeah. kind of yuck then I would feel frustrated with them and really I'm frustrated 
with me because we I didn't kind of get ahead of the ball. Sure. So yeah. I've been obsessed about that exercise and sensory stuff since they were but little. But you you know that that's what works in your family mm-hmm. on a day to day basis, and so you're taking those skills and mm-hmm. you know bringing them with you, even though that's not the the norm of the right. pace of the day. And I think that's a great way to do it. It's not like you're overtaking the whole. You're right. not it's saying everybody has to come or two. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're not saying we're all going to get exercise because right. my kid needs it. Right. Like, yeah. You just kind of make your own little. As far path. as the grown-ups go, it's pretty much. I'm not expecting anybody else to mm-hmm. to take this on. It's I perceive it as a need, so I go for it. And yeah. I've just gotten used to that, I guess. Yeah, I think that's really good. And it is okay to know that, you know, to be the oddball out a little bit because mm-hmm. you're really not. Like, you have, like, this whole crew of special needs parents that are out doing the holidays, too, right. and and experiencing the same things and maybe um, going in their own direction as well. Mm-hmm. So even though you might feel like you're kind of bucking the system at your own holiday. Yeah. Um, you're not the only one that's doing yeah. that. So And it's not unexpected. Chances are if you, mm-hmm. you know, have these boundaries or, or needs that you have to have met, you may tell yourself the story that this is like out of the norm and we're kinda of weird or something. Yeah. But don't tell yourself that story. Tell yourself the story of we know what we need and we're okay and we can Yeah. You yeah. know, get what we need out of this situation even though it's not our norm. Because so. ultimately I think we we've talked about this that we all just want, you know, everyone to be happy, right? Yeah. Like as as moms in particular, we just want mm-hmm. to make everyone's Christmas really happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um to do that, like we sometimes have to put those boundaries in place. And mm-hmm. so if you can change your story to fit that narrative like Mm -hmm. what I'm doing here is going to set this up so that we can all have an enjoyable Mm -hmm. holiday um instead of oh no I'm I'm doing things in a way that's going to upset somebody by not following the norms um so just shift that perception I think and then I think part of that too is just like narrowing down where participation is most required because let's Mm -hmm. be honest we can't just opt out of everything there are like things that you kind of have to Mm -hmm. have to do and your kid might have to do Um, and so making modifications for that as best you can or just setting out the expectation like you said with a Mm -hmm. um, social story or you know kind of a three-part schedule or whatever whatever works for your kiddo but Mm -hmm recognize that there is going to be some level of participation that's required right. and where are you going to kind of stick to your guns and where are you going to flex right so yeah for us it's like the big family gathering where it's the dinner like we should be in the room like maybe yeah. we're not like totally Hopefully at the, to table. the table maybe maybe not <laughs> at the table so, for two minutes right. at least right but that's the thing that we need to bookend then because yeah with quiet time or exercise before and quiet time after or something so that we can we're most likely to be successful when yeah the great grandparents or the you know the the whole crew is there the people that we don't have all that much face time with you know right right I think that's a great idea bookending you know those those sensory needs and things Mm -hmm. before and after and then there's all that set of like unspoken expectations and you kind of have to like read through are those how how flexible are those and how Mm -hmm. firm are those and you know, um, what, what do you need to participate or not? Mm-hmm. I know when, um, and still my family, um, mostly spends the night at my mom's house for Christmas Eve, but a long time ago, and my kids are the oldest of the grandkids. And so it was really challenging for us to stay overnight, even when they were little, mm-hmm. because it was just so much. And then we would take off the next day for the next grandparents. And 
So a long time ago, I just said, you know what? We're going home. I personally need to sleep in my own bed. And -hmm. they don't live that far away, so it wasn't a huge challenge for us to drive back. But, you know, at the Mm -hmm. end of the night, when you don't really want to leave everybody because you're having fun, Mm -hmm. um, it was was not always easy. And everyone's like, oh, can't you stay? And Mm -hmm. now they've realized it's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, sometimes we feel like we've maybe missed out on, like, you know, first thing Christmas morning stuff. But I've always Mm -hmm. been pretty grateful to to wake up in my own bed and have my kids wake up in their own bed. It's sort of mm-hmm. like this reset time that they have yeah. in order to handle the next day's, right. day or two's activities. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of an unspoken expectation. It was never saying, you know, said this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. just kind of happened that way, that it was easier for other families to stay overnight. And I, for a while, I felt like we should too. And then I was like, this doesn't yeah. work for us. Yeah. It's just better if we go home. And so. I, for something like that, like we're learning as we go. Yeah, um, To remind sure. yourself of what you've learned. And yeah, it can be flexible. You can go back on it and change mm-hmm. things. But just to say like, okay, I, we know this about ourselves. And this right. is going to set us up for a better... Yeah, tomorrow, it, it so. made um, yeah it made things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, we can breathe again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized last Thanksgiving, I'm just really enjoying getting to have like full adult conversations mm, with yes. my grandparents yeah. and my parents and um, aunts and uncles because it was just kind of chasing kids for years. And like, yeah. I remember one of the, some of the strategies I had just for because table time was so much like how people could spend time together you know yeah. the great grandparents that want to have you over for pie and so, coffee yeah. and it's just you sit like, at the all table. sitting at a table yeah. all going to and and the kids didn't do that so well so we had we would we still bring wiggle seats for the chairs like, sure. that they can sit on and and a bin of kinetic sand that keeps them at the table playing quietly while we're right. sort of um, and then usually adults get in on that and board now it's board games and card games that yeah. seem to be like that's where across the generations they can that's actually nice. interact you know um, well I like that because and I, I, I like what you said about that because then mm-hmm. it does bring everybody instead of you're kind of um, expecting your child to mold to the norms of what the table is doing you're saying hey this is another right. idea and now everybody can participate in a way that your child yeah. enjoys right. um, and that's fun I mean Recently that's what it was art my aunt brought all her art oh, supplies nice. and the kids were yeah selling things to people (laughs) selling their artwork and anyway just love that it's been fun to see how how bringing the kids stuff to the table yeah and expecting or offering up sort of some shared enjoyment is is that's a great technique so Mm -hmm. I hope everybody's taking notes here these are some good ideas I'm like tucking things away for myself like how can we sit at the table all great ideas I would say maybe one or two of them actually get executed but (laughs) right so we always have good um Good intentions. Right. Yeah. Well, but you know what you said about we want to make everybody happy, and we do, but we need to acknowledge that we're not going to. We can't. Yeah. We should not put that on ourselves. No. Not our responsibility, but just to be, you know, give yourself that freedom to say we're learning, we're adapting, mm-hmm. we're creative in this. and. Yeah, and I think too, and I have to remind myself of this too, like that mm-hmm. whole making everyone happy sort of thing. That that everyone also includes you, you right? You exactly. <laughs> and so making sure that there's room for happiness in your plan, your grand holiday mm-hmm. plans too, and and uh, maybe that does mean you know carving out time for a lot more downtime right. than what you you're used to doing. So 
Um, I think that's important too. Yeah, naps, pack a good book Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know where it all... um, Yeah, sometimes I just plop in the middle of a crazy room and zone out for a little while. Yeah, yeah. But so as we talk about the holidays and we just kind of talked through some of what we have experienced still navigating um we don't want to give you the impression that you can control everything don't go there don't even start but to know just like in parenting overall choose your priority sort of category like what is the most important foundational for for you to be well in the days of that you're spending um over the holidays um, and let go of what you can be flexible on. This is not the time to grab hold and make your kid a, a diverse eater yeah, with like, all the colors on the plate. Let's or... maybe let go of all the power struggles right. over the holidays if right. we can. So yeah, because even the most important things are harder to yeah you know hold on to. So let go of as much as you can. But um, some of those just basic regulation, um, physical well-being pieces, yeah. and then just own it, step into it, name it for those around you to understand. Mm -hmm. So people, some of that is about, with adults, is just the confusion of them shifting their expectations. And the more you can be Mm -hmm. clear about it, the the easier it is for people to adapt. And I would add even to just not even, like like you said, picking Mm -hmm. one or two things, don't try not to like, you know, change mountains here overnight, but picking those those important things that um, you know are gonna set yourself Mm -hmm. up for, your family up for success. And just, um, you know, giving yourself permission to not do all the, all the things right. all at once right. again. Yeah. And not feel, and also don't feel guilty about setting those boundaries, right? Like just mm-hmm. be very firm about it and, mm-hmm. and then know you're doing it for not only your child, but for yourself. Right. When you said guilty, it made yeah. me think like, I think a lot of my family dynamic is like in the Midwest oh, too, yeah. right? Driven by guilt. Oh, so aren't like, we? recognize when you're going, when you're, yes. motor, you know, what are your... What's nudging you in these directions? Yes. Is it something? That's the trigger for ah. being mindful when you <laughs> right. start to feel guilty. <laughs> right. Just notice, oh, that's what I'm acting on here. Right. But as you're traveling or packing, I hope you can listen to this um, podcast and take some tidbits. Know that Tara and I are doing the same thing and there are lots of other parents of kids um, with different neurology, different uh, emotional experiences that are are doing it with you so lots of deep breaths my friends and happy (laughs) holidays we invite you to sit with or walk kid chase drive or snuggle up with today's conversation in the back of your mind did you find kernels of joy or reassurance where did you feel some resistance let us know so we can learn and grow together you can comment and subscribe to the podcast at www.cea4 that's the number four autism.org. This is Communities Engaging Autism's website. Share the podcast with members of your village to strengthen those essential connections. And above all, please secure your own oxygen mask before helping others.